This is the Past Lives Podcast, episode 119. I'm your host, Simon Bowne. My mission here at the Past Lives Podcast is to investigate evidence that demonstrates survival of the human soul. We will look at past life memories, near-death experiences, spirit communication, and other incredible phenomena. So this is the free version of the episode, and it's one hour, five minutes. If you'd like to hear the full extended version, which has an extra 40 minutes, you can sign up to the $5 tier on Patreon, where you get access to the weekly bonus episodes and the Growing Back catalogue, which currently has over 60 bonus episodes. Now, this was scheduled to be an interview with Richard Martini about his book, Architecture of the Afterlife, Discovering the Blueprint for the Great Beyond. We do talk about his book at the beginning, but then we go off track. For a long time, Richard has been using a technique for taking people to their space between lives. In this episode, Richard takes me to my between-life space to find out why the Council of Elders refused to talk to me in a hypnosis session I did. Not only do we talk to my guide, but also to several of the council members. The technique he uses is very interesting. I was asked to go back to that space and see it in my mind's eye and to ask questions and talk to the souls I met there. The question for me was, was I imagining it all or was there actually communication happening? This is something I talked to Richard about in the podcast. When I talked to the souls, the answers came quickly and I passed them on to Richard straight away without considering or analysing them. Richard says that the information I gave him was consistent with what he has heard before. So was all this real, or was it in my imagination? Well, I'm going to let you decide the answer to that. The only thing I edited out was when we lost the Skype connection and had to restart the call. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I had a great time talking to Richard, and I think you can hear that in the conversation. Oh, and I should say, the bonus episode on Patreon this week is a double length at 40 minutes, and in it Richard takes me to a place where I communicate with an E.T., involved in alien abductions. Now I know this all sounds a bit crazy, but I asked you to listen and enjoy and find your own version of the truth here. Hi Richard, thanks a lot for coming on to the podcast. It's great to have you back again. Simon, how are you? Good to hear your voice. I wanted to talk to you about Architecture of the Afterlife, your book, and I I haven't read all of it because there's so much in it and also there's so much to process you can't just read it in a week you have to take your time with it because that information so how, how did the book come about well um basically you know people who are aware of my work up to now let's say flip side and it's a wonderful afterlife and hacking the afterlife these are three books that you know i worked on where i was filming people under deep hypnosis and that's an unusual process unto itself because I'm just in the room. I'm just a reporter. You know, the camera's on a tripod looking over the shoulder of a hypnotherapist, usually a friend. Depends. Could be people I've never met. And they're talking to someone either I've never met before or I've recruited because I know that they're jaded skeptics, atheists, and don't believe in the afterlife. So I'm there recording what they're saying. And I don't offer anything. I don't say anything except occasionally a slip a note to the hypnotherapist and say, could you ask them what street they grew up on in London in 1610? Because I know I can do the forensic research and you know track that down, see how accurate it is. So I've been doing that for you know, what, nigh over five or six years. I mean, it's been about 10 years, but for about five years I was doing that. And then some friends of mine would say, uh, Rich, what are you doing? You know, you're like a filmmaker. Why are you? Why do you care about past lives or any of that stuff? And I would just say, well, have you ever had a weird dream or have you ever had a weird event in your life? And, and friends would say, yeah, I did a hypnosis thing in college and it was a waste of time. And I would then say, well, did you see anything? And this one friend of mine said, well, yeah, I saw a face, face of a guy. Now, what I've learned from all this other research is that all events are holographic in nature. So if it happened, then it exists somewhere, like on, on the timeline. And if you can scroll the microfiche back to that moment, you can freeze it and then make a hologram out of it and then explore it. 
And so by doing that, I started to realize that I could ask friends of mine really pointed questions. Where are we? What year is it? What's happening? And in this case, this friend of mine recalled of this very powerful experience of being a snitch, somebody who was trying to assassinate a um, Spanish royal family member back in the 1700s. And I mean, I tracked this all down. I found it, you know, in the research, the places, the dates, everything, which my friend was not aware of. But the face that was haunting him was this prince who had had him tortured, my friend, and he had to give up the names of all of his friends. And as he reported that to me, he burst into tears. And it was like he was carrying the shame and pain of having to give up his friends 300 years ago. And I'm looking at my friend like, I can't believe you're crying over something. He's not under hypnosis. We're just having coffee. So that was the first time I realized, wow, what hypnotherapists are doing is bypassing filters and accessing memory. People bypass filters all the time, by the way. Um, an LSD trip, sometimes they go to see a hypnotherapist, maybe they have a near-death experience. It's like they bypass whatever those filters are. Some people are born without those filters. Children up to the age of eight sometimes report seeing you know, grandpa, grandma, people floating around their house. My kids did. Uh, and some mediums are, you know, filter bypassers. Because when you ask them a question about something, they suddenly are able to be aware. So in the book, Architecture, I'll tell you, I think the first person I kind of tried this with was Tony Stockwell, who was a well-known um, medium in London. He happened to be traveling around L.A., and a friend put us together. And uh, I just tried the technique with him, which is no hypnosis. I'm talking to somebody who has the ability to see things and talk about them. But in his instance, what makes it so unusual is I said, what was your first conscious memory of talking to spirit? And he recounted the story of how when he was a little kid, there was a little kid in his room. And he used to see this kid you know, in the shadows. And so I asked, do you know who he is? And he said, no, I don't. I said, would you like to meet him? And he kind of looked at me like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Because, you know, mediums are generally getting information at the request or to help other people. They're never asked, can we talk to your guides, really? But in this case, I said, let's see if we can bring him forth. Just can you remember what he looked like? And he could. And then I, he said, but it's dark. I can barely see him. So I asked him to literally take hold of the hands of this child and pull him into the light. And when he did that, I started to ask the child questions. Who are you? What are you doing here? What are you hanging out in his house for? And the child answered through Tony that he was his brother who had died in Victorian England. And I asked Tony to ask this brother to take us there and all the details that tony gave all matched up street names pubs that no longer exist that burned down in world war ii all these terrible events of victorian england living in a workhouse which i then did the forensic research what are workhouses what street are we talking about you know dickens wrote about them and, and it inspired you know many of his books but it was going into this world with tony that i realized you know, wow, you can really access pretty much any memory. And using a medium to do so is like asking somebody who's an Olympic swimmer, you know, to take a lap with you. And But beyond that, then I just started doing it with everybody, anybody that I would run into. Um, I was on the air with uh, Art Bell, Art Bell's assistant, who had taken over his show. He was still on the planet. And so we did a really an amazing, you know, Example of what you and I are about to do. I'll just tease your audience with that. <laughs> but but uh, Heather, Heather um, I can't think of her last name, but Heather and I did a session live on the air, which I had never done before. You know, working in television and film as I have my entire career, I know what dead air, you know, is the terror of every, you know, like just pausing. You know, people want to fill in the blank. But in this case, it was amazing because... She 
not only recalled a near-death experience, but took this journey into the between lives realm and, and talked to her guides and everything else. And now what makes it really unusual is that two years later, we did it again. But in the interim, Art Bell had died. You know, the Art Bell, the radio guy. Yeah. So in this case, we talked to Art because he's, he's back home. And so we had this amazing interview with Art where Art was aware that he was on the radio, A, and B, he started interviewing me through her. So his question to me was, Rich, I've been trying to reach her, Heather, Heather Wade, for two years or since he had died, like six months. And she doesn't know it's me. How, what, how do you, what do you recommend I do? Now, think of the construct of that question. This is a guy on the flip side who passed away six months ago asking me, Rich, in Santa Monica, how does he communicate with Heather? And I said, which I would say to anybody, living or dead, I said, sound is very hard to create, you know, airwaves and you know, it has to hit the ear and it has to be right. And even if you're tapping into a memory of what somebody sounded like, it's all, it's math. It's a lot of math to get to that sound. However, images are much easier. That's why we dream about our loved ones who are no longer in the planet. It's easy for them to shove a dream in front of us, to put themselves in a dream. It's just easier. And when she said, when you said that, suddenly she got a download of all the times he had tried to reach her. She broke her foot. She felt hands on her leg that were trying to help heal it. All these different events that she had dismissed. But in that instant, my giving him that tool allowed him to download all the images to her. So that's, once you hear stuff like that, you start going, okay, I'm on to something. Yeah. So Architecture of the Afterlife is about 50 interviews um, of people, quite a few I've never met. Quite a few like this on uh, live on the air or in a coffee shop or somebody who sought me out. I generally tell people, look, go see a hypnotherapist. They're trained, they're licensed, they know what they're doing. I'm not putting anybody under hypnosis. I'm just asking questions. And if you really want to talk to your guides and your teachers and see a previous lifetime, this four to six hour session with a hypnotherapist will have will be life changing. You'll have the experience of, you know, going through that process. But we live in an age where people like to have remote control at all time, right? Change the channel. Yeah. Give it give it to me now. Give me that instant pizza. Um so I people who are already versed in an experience like you have been, like we are going to explore. Um, then it's easier because I don't have to set the table entirely. As you can imagine, there are some people who come to me and they go, I really want to talk to my grandmother, I want to talk to my dad, I want to talk to my son, whatever. And I say, you know, talk to a medium. They're, you know, they can do it instantly or see a hypnotherapist. And they go, no, 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 you're here, help me. And then I, I try to help them. And sometimes we don't get anywhere because they're waiting to hear something, physically hear or see something. And you have to also acknowledge or allow that the people on the flip side may have tried to reach out to us and been unsuccessful and have kind of given up. You know, after years of tapping us on the shoulder and putting music in front of us and you know memories in front of us, a photograph, whatever, and we all dismiss it, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I dreamt that. They give up. So, and I say, well, let's try now. And then, and a lot of times people say, well, I can see my mother, but she's just staring at me. And I go, well, ask her to nod. Is this her? And then she nods. And then they go, I must have made that up. And I go, see, you're judging what you're getting. Just try not to judge whatever you get. She could shake her head. No, it's not your mom. They never do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's enough about me. The book's great. Check it out. <laughs> Architecture of the Afterlife. You can find it. It's in, you know, ebook. There's an audible that they haven't released yet because of the pandemic and they don't have people to check the sound. It'll be out sometime in June. Uh, it's huge. Just like Simon warned you, it's maybe too big for one sitting. Um, 
but you will find things in there that relate to your own journey and experience. Okay, that's me. Now to you. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> as I was saying before we started recording, that I, I did that uh, between live session. Yeah. And I went to the Council of Elders. Well, let me ask you, who did the session with you? I did it with a lady called Wendy Rose Williams. Hmm. I think I've heard her. I know, I know her, don't I? Yeah, we did a... I did a talk with her. This is this is how we came back together again. Yeah. Yeah, she's very insightful. She really has she's the real deal. That's wonderful. And did you do it online or did you do it in person? Where'd it was you online. Do it? Okay. It was a few hours and I saw tons of stuff. It was a great session. And That's it, great. Go ahead. So I get to the Council of Elders and it's like a Greek amphitheater. And there's people there in togas. They all look quite old. And the guy at the front who seems to be in charge just kind of looks at me angry and he points away. And his whole demeanor is, how dare you present yourself to us? What do you think you're doing coming here? And I kind of found it funny at the time. And I still look back on it as something amusing. I I didn't, it wasn't upsetting or or anything. And did, did you go back with him or did you just, you walked away? Walked away. Okay, let me ask you, did you, was your guide along with you for that yeah, ride? Yeah. Describe your guide to me. Well, that, that was interesting as well, because when I first met my guide, it was when I got to the soul group, and my guide came over, and he was kind of a joker and smiling at me and making jokes, and he, he looked like, like, a, like a person, and then he quickly changed into someone else, and then someone else again, and then someone who's like quickly like like this into different forms, wow. even Chewbacca. And wow, he was he was laughing, <laughs> and I I, I kind of got the idea that what he was doing was saying, look, I've I've lived all these lives, I've been all these people. Don't look at me now yeah. and think I'm just this this person. Right. Yes. Well, and just to talk about that for a second, you know. We talk about past life regression and who was I in a previous life and who am I in this life. Very important stuff to access because, you know, you find out that you were uh, stressed in a previous lifetime and the same stresses are happening now, whatever it was. You were confined in that lifetime and now you're feeling confined again. It's, it, it may be related, you know, to why you chose that lifetime and why you chose this lifetime. But once we start talking about this stuff in these terms – I find it's interesting because as we, if we can keep up with them of what they're trying to impart to us, they'll allow more information. So for you to access that that idea that he's showing you all these different personas that he was, he's saying not only I've been all these people, but we only bring about a third of our conscious energy to each lifetime, according to the research. You know, the people that I filmed and the thousands of cases I've examined, about a third anywhere from 20 to 40%. And when you think about that mathematical equation, two thirds of who we are is back home, okay? So when Simon goes back home at the end of this journey, 100 years from now, Simon reconnects with the other part of Simon that's always been back there. And that becomes this big pizza. That is the Simon pizza. So when Simon comes back the next time, it's not you, Simon, coming back. It's that third of that overall pizza, you see? So it's not like a one-to-one exchange. I was a pilot in World War II, and now I'm you know, a screenwriter in Santa Monica. It's not that kind of one-to-one thing, which is what people naturally tend to think about because you know, we don't really talk about reincarnation as a thing, and we kind of try to parse it, and we look at the religious aspects. But I'm just saying, based on the research, it's... When we pin, you know, when we um, put a box around the concept of who we are by talking about each incarnation, it, it misses the point. So that's another point that your guide was making. I am also all these people. Yeah. Not only was I them, but I am also like I can change at the drop of a hat. But what did you get a name for him? No, no. All right. Can we can we talk to him now? I suppose so. If, if you All right, can make why that not? Work. Let's just 
Yeah, well, let's just see. Let's just see. I, you know, because I'm not a hypnotherapist, and like I said, we just skipped down. So I want you to go into the visual, because that's to me the best way to access this information. So you have a visual of this guy, and let's pick the Joker, because that's the the most you know the word that jumps out at us, right? So visually, just describe what you're seeing. Uh, how far away is he? Six feet away. Six feet away. How tall is he? Six foot. About six foot tall. Okay. First, I want to ask him a question. Is it okay if I ask you direct questions, sir? Yes. Yes. He's, okay. he's, uh, I don't know if I'm just imagining all this, but he's kind of like he's tapping his watch. It's like I've been waiting for this for ages. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I've heard that quite a bit. And thank you, sir. I appreciate it. What's a name that we can use to call you? What would you, I mean, I know it's just a placeholder. But is there a name you can give us? It's just uh, Abby. Abby, please. Okay, that's fine. Abby, that's fine. Um, nice to meet you, Abby. My pleasure. It's a treat. I'm in Santa Monica. You're somewhere off planet. And here we are having a conversation. So describe how he's dressed. If you don't mind, Abby, we're going to talk about you for a minute before we talk to you. Oh, well, I'm just seeing him as the Joker from Batman. Okay. And so which Joker? Because there were quite a few. It's more like the Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, the Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, because, you know, there's the cartoon version. There's the Heath yeah. Ledger version, right? He looks very so skinny. Phoenix. Okay, very skinny. And colorful. Yeah. Right? Right? So Abby, He's kind of going like this at me. Okay, very good. Like, With guns. Like he's like, yeah. All yeah, right. we're just joking Abby, around. I'm going to ask you to do something only because I think it'll help Simon. To address you, can you shift into another persona that's maybe more familiar or comfortable for Simon than Joaquin Phoenix? You don't have to. I'm kind of seeing a female now. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. And let's describe her. Say 25 years old, white hair, not blonde, okay. but just white. White hair, color eyes? Blue. Blue. And a white dress. White dress. About 25 years old. Um, Abby, can I ask you a question? Is this how you sort of see yourself normally? And you present to your friends, no. let's say? No. no. So why did you choose this particular avatar for Simon? Just because it's, it's easy. It's easy. Okay, thank you. Well, that makes sense. So blue eyes. How long is the hair? Short? Long? Long, like long. So down to down to the elbows. Okay, and Abby, have I ever met you before? No. No. Okay. Very good. Um, have you ever heard of me or the work I've been doing? I'm just curious. Yes. Yeah. She's she's okay. laughing. <laughs> and what's your opinion of it besides that it's hilarious? What What, what do you think about it? A troublemaker. <laughs> well, come on. At least I'm not dressed like Joker. Um. Okay, I'm teasing. I'm, I'm I hope just, you don't mind. I'm just telling you exactly the words that are just coming straight into my mind. I'm not Please. thinking about it at all. Please, that's, that's what I'm asking us to do. Everybody should do that. Just let, and we can always parse it later. You know, sense of humor retained is retained, and obviously Abby has one. So, Abby, have you ever incarnated with Simon? Have you ever had a lifetime where you were with him on the planet at the same time? Yes, many times. Many times. And what was the last time, if you don't mind me asking? What era was it, or where are we on the planet? 1861. And were you, were you a male or female then, Abby? Male. And what was Simon, male or female? Female. And were you guys a couple, or friends, or adversaries? I think a couple. Because I, I did a past life regression uh, years ago, and just for a a few seconds in that past life regression, I was saw myself female Victorian era standing in a room and it was kind okay. of a big dining room and there was a door at the front that went through to the kitchen. And I felt like I knew that whole life just in that instant and I knew that house and I knew where everything was. That's great. And so, sorry, when she said 1861, that image flashed into my head Flash as well. Because you've seen it before. Yeah. So, Abby, what was Simon's name in that lifetime? Samantha. 
Samantha. And what was her last name, if you don't mind me asking? First of all, it was like Smith, but now Driscoll. Driscoll. And what about you, Abby? What was your name in that lifetime as a male? Tony. Tony? Anthony. Last name? Driscoll. See? Driscoll. Yeah. Oh, you were married. Okay, the two of you. So, Abby, correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is that Samantha's maiden name was Smith, something like Smith. And when she married you, she became a Driscoll. Is that correct? She, yeah, she's kind of saying, yeah, if you want. <laughs> okay, very good. That's fine. No, she's right. Because if you want, that's okay. So, why did Simon choose that lifetime? What was he supposed to learn on his spiritual journey? About It was about loss. Okay. So I remember actually that in that life, in that scene that I remember, I was standing next to a woman in a maid's uniform who was holding a baby. Uh. And the baby kept crying. And there was something about this baby that was maybe a problem. Not, not well. Um, I forgot to ask you this, Abby. How is Simon doing? Fine. Fine. And why have you allowed him to access this information today? It's useful for the listeners as well as it's useful for Simon. It's a big okay, thing good. to get the message across about all, the, all, all these things that happen as, as kind of spiritually. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Particularly at this time with what's going on on the planet. Very good. Can we talk about that for a second, Abby? About what's going on on the planet? Is this been designed by anybody or is this just part of randomness, things happening and occurring? Um, no design, just but it causes people to react. It's a kind of thing... So I feel like I'm just imagining this, but it's kind of she's saying it's it's nature, and it's almost like nature saying, you know what, human race, you're nothing. I could I could take you out just like that, just like that. Very good. Uh, uh, but it's also saying that people are reading too much into it, and that in a year or two from now, we'll we'll all be carrying on as normal, polluting the atmosphere. <laughs> you know, just everything will be back to the same old crap. Except for me and you, Simon. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting to hear because it is reflected in other people's testimony. Um, the idea that we are not that important, um, you know, that we tend to think that way. And also that Earth, the Earth at some point, because I had an interview with someone who was accessing the actual entity at, that the Earth is. And we asked this person, you know, why... What about global warming? And his re response was, um, you know, think of bacteria. Humans are like bacteria. And at some point you sneeze. And then that like gets rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, take it easy there. <laughs> so, you know, in terms of, of the climate change, it's a demonstration that in a few weeks, suddenly you can change the temperature of the earth. I'm sorry for the 100,000 people in the U.S. and around the world, thousands and thousands of people have died. I mean, it's, you know, that's very, it's a huge loss for all their families and everybody else. But from a, let's ask Abby, from a spiritual perspective, is it altered their journey in any way or did they volunteer or how, how did that work? It's all part of the journey. So like a stage play, would that be accurate? No. First, uh, okay, go ahead. It's just, uh, it's kind of, the, I'm getting the feeling that the, there's millions and millions of years and millions and millions of lives. And to look at this as being any anything significant w would be the wrong thing to do. It's just a tiny little blip. Every week, I produce a 20-minute bonus episode of the Past Lives podcast on patreon.com. If you join the $5 a month tier, you'll get a bonus episode every week, access to over 60 bonus episodes in the back catalogue, plus of course a number of extended episodes. In the $2 tier, you'll get a bonus episode every month and access to the $2 back catalogue. There are several ways to access the episodes. You can add the RSS feed to your podcast app, download them 
or stream them from the Patreon site or install the Patreon app. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash pastlivespodcast or click on the Patreon button on my homepage at pastlivesypnosis.co.uk. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before we like jump into the, the shoot here. <laughs> um, as Simon had an experience of going to visit his council and being turned away, can you tell us why that happened? It wasn't the right time. Is it the right time now? We can try. We can have a go. We can have a go. All yeah. right. Very good. Thank you, Abby. She's so- dancing. <clears throat> I don't know why I tell you that. She's just kind of dancing around. Please tell me everything that she does and says, because it may relate to something else. So she's dancing around. She's being very playful. So, Abby, would you take us on a trip to his council? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And describe what the visual looks like on your way to the – is it a building in the distance? Is it inside? Is it outside? Well, what's happening is there's a – kind of like a huge golden ball that's floating towards us and then a door's opening up, we're getting inside it. And once we're inside the ball, that takes us to where the council is. Okay, so very good. To hold it there. Don't go near the council. Just leave them, let them be. Now describe the floor. Is it wood? Is it marble? Is it brick? It's just kind of a white light. White light? And how about... Is there a ceiling? Can you see how high up the light goes? Does it go up 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet Yeah, high? it's just, just uh, 2 or 3 feet above our heads. Okay. And in the distance is the council, and how many individuals do you see there? Say 18, 20. 18, 20. Okay, very good. And are they... How are they arrayed? Are they in a circle, a semicircle? Yeah, it's, it's um like a Greek Greek amphitheater. They're all in okay. togas. It seemed like they were in. This is exactly how it was before. And the guy okay. that uh, don't focus to- on that guy. Just leave him alone right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna go up to the first counselor on the left, and we're gonna apologize for coming in here unannounced. But we're going to ask this person, is it all right if we ask some pertinent but not but very respectful questions? Yeah, so th- this is the guy that told me to leave he was last there. time. Okay, and so d- just let's freeze this now like a hologram. Yeah. yeah. How does he look in your mind's eye? Is he tall, short, thin, what? I'd say he's 5'8", um, maybe 5'10". 70 years old, gray hair, beard, balding. He's wearing a and, a toga, yeah. and it's got kind of a purple stripe on it. And I'd say that... One stripe? Yeah. All of the council members have got a toga with a color on, and the colors symbolize something, but I'm not sure what it is. Well, let's find out. We'll ask. So let me address this fellow first. Yeah. Obviously, he's the... He's the bouncer, apparently. <laughs> so I want to apologize for Simon not being prepared before to come here, let's just say. Uh, is it okay if we ask you some questions? Yeah. yeah. It is. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I promise to try to be short, concise, and polite. Yeah. See, he was, when I first got there, he was quite grumpy. And he was, okay. it seemed like well, he, was, a, he was, he was, no, that's I, not a, yeah, let's not address that. Let's not yeah. address that. But he's he's we warming can, up to us now. Okay, very good. Um, <laughs> so if you could give us a name that we can use to address you with, sir, or a letter of, of a name. Joe. Joe. Very good. J-O. Thank you. J-O. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let me ask you, Mr. Joe, are you aware of this work that I've been doing? Yes. And tell me, how did you become aware of it? Did somebody tell you about it, or you observe it, or what? Yeah, I'm kind of getting from him, uh, we all know you. <laughs> all right, very good. Joe, have you ever incarnated on the planet Earth? Yes. You have. And uh, have you ever incarnated with our friend Simon? Yes. You have, okay. 
Would you want him to talk about that now, or should we just bypass that question? It wouldn't be helpful. Okay, thank you. That's why I asked. What's the one word that you that that sort of describes what you represent on Simon's council? I mean, some kind of a quality of his spiritual involvement. Father. Father. Very good. Okay, I appreciate that. I understand that. And um, let me ask you, how is how is Simon doing? He's doing fine. He's doing better than he has done in previous lives. Very good. So that's a little different than what we heard before. Abby said you're doing great, you're fine. Yeah. But but he's giving you a different perspective. Joe, can I ask you, what does the stripe, the purple stripe represent? Is there a spiritual uh, quality to that, or what does that represent? He's junior, junior member of the council. Okay, very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is there anything you want to tell us or something that we should pass along to people that you would like to impart? Um, don't take life so seriously. You've got lots and lots of lives. Okay. Um, and, he's kind okay, of saying um, the people that you meet in your life, anybody you see anywhere, they are souls. And sometimes we can judge people by the way they look or some little interaction, but realize that there's a lot more to people than you might just uh, see. Don't dismiss people. That is very profound. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. I mean, it, we need to hear it every single day, especially what's going on on the planet. We tend to judge people, put them in a box um, based on our upbringing, based on our religion, based on whatever we identify, self-identify. And then we put people in some kind of perspective. But if we can just see that we're all connected, is that correct, Joe? Are we connected to everybody? Yeah. And would you show, Simon, how you're connected to him? How is that? It's lots of lives together. He was on the earth a lot more than I was before I started. That's what I'm getting. And uh, uh -huh. he's uh, he progressed, so he's a lot further along the path. Sure, and absolutely, sure. When uh, he got to a position where there was my council of elders he wanted to be a part of it and they allowed him in that's why he's a junior member i understand but and how many of simon's lifetimes have you participated in lots and lots or a few uh over 130 is what he's saying very good okay very good simon's been around a bit <laughs> that's great to hear joe can you do us a favor because we'll come back to you could you introduce us to the person to your immediate left? Is that a male or a female or something either? Female. Female. And if you could describe her? She's, um, I'd say, 55, short blonde hair, six foot tall, quite slim. Her, she's got a gold stripe on her toga. Excellent. And if we could, may I ask you some questions? Is that yeah. okay? And are you familiar with this work that I'm doing? Not so much. So, very good. Two people on the same council, one who rolls his eyes and goes, oh, and the other one who says, not so much. Thank you so much. If you could give us a name that we can use just to call you or a letter of a name. I'm getting an A. An A. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Miss A. I appreciate it. Can I call you Miss A? Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what does the gold stripe represent? Is it uh, part of his spiritual involvement or does it represent your journey? She says, I'm in charge. Oh, very good. Okay, you're in charge. So let me ask, can I ask you some questions? Miss A, why did you let Joe chase him out of here uh, whenever he did this last session? <laughs> was he not ready or was it, was that just Joe being Joe? Uh, I'm not really getting anything from it's, getting anything. She didn't have to. Uh, That's what, all right. She didn't have to answer that question. Go ahead. Uh, what I'm getting with Joe, I'd say he was very kind of human in personality and demeanor, but she seems a lot more serious. Oh, all right. Very good. 
Let me, if I can ask you, Miss A, why are you more serious? Is that your demeanor or it's just because you've been around a long time? Been around a long time. Have you ever incarnated on the earth? No. No. Okay. Very good. And have you incarnated anywhere that Simon has incarnated off the earth? Yes. Okay, very good. I understand that question. Simon does not. <laughs> so, Miss A, can you, would it be okay? This is the question. Would it be disruptive for Simon to visit that place? Or would it be okay for us, because we're talking to a larger audience, to visit the place that you incarnated that you once knew Simon who had a lifetime there? Is that is that possible? She's saying yes. And she's. I'm also getting something like, you have no idea what, well, what is out there in dimensions, I'm, universes, lives. You have no idea. Brilliant. Well, see, this is, shows that she doesn't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> because, because this is a common question I ask. And I appreciate it, Miss A. So if we could, if you don't mind, if you can put it in Simon's mind, where this planet that you've incarnated on before, that Simon incarnated on with, is it in our universe or in another realm? Both. Both. It's allowed. And in the time that you were incarnated with Simon on this other planet, was is there a, a, a term that we could use how long ago, or is that just irrelevant, outside of time? Just eons. Eons ago. And... And if you could just show it to him, and, and just in terms of putting him on that planet, and just show it to him, and describe what are you seeing? Are you inside or outside? Outside. It's, it's In- water. It's like we're... Water. we're um, uh, the closest thing I could say to it is dolphins or whales or something, but it's, sure. it's different to that. Different than that. Okay. And, and allow that... That's okay. Try not to judge whatever you see. Because we're asking her. This is an image she's putting in your mind, and she's using your mental images to be able to communicate. So uh, dolphins, of course, way advanced intelligence animals, much more advanced than humans. We still don't understand how they communicate. So let's just allow that when you see a dolphin, that could be to represent on this water planet. Is this correct, Miss A? Am I, am I in the right path here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. I just don't want to talk out of turn. So on this planet, was it a complete water planet, or were there spaces that were not water? There are spaces that are not water. Okay, and but would Simon or you participate in being in those spaces outside of water, or was it always underwater? Always underwater. Let me ask you this question, and I've heard this before talking to a council member, that we don't, we don't really perceive oxygen as water. You know, O2, it's very close to H2O, but it functions like water. Is that correct? That our atmosphere of oxygen that we don't see, but it's almost identical to being on a planet with water. Now, she's saying it's it's not the same for that planet. Okay. So how do, how do people, is there any kind of a social organization or... How does that work? Are there family members? Do people hang out together? Or if you could describe it. It seems like you're born, but you don't, there's no families, but there's a collective. Everybody looks after everyone else. What I'm getting is that it's much more advanced spiritually than Earth and that they're, they're well aware of a lot more things than we are. And if we could call this place a name or a letter, just so we can refer to it later on if we need to. Ah. Uh. R. Very interesting. And now let me ask you this. Is Simon aware of anyone in his lifetime now that he's had a, shared a lifetime with on that planet in the past? No. 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 The, is Are Simon's experiences with UFOs related to people who might have had lifetimes on that planet in the past? Very vaguely. What I'm vaguely. getting from her is that that planet, that's where souls go to rest. Okay. 
vaguely meaning that there might be somebody back there who incarnated in another planet somewhere and eventually connected to you in the way that you're connected now. Is this something? Is that something correct? Or she's, she's saying it's a very slight link because it was such a long time ago and such a long distance away. And when she says distance, she doesn't mean physical like we would measure in the universe. It's kind of more yeah. spiritual and other dimensions and universes. Well, let me ask you this. Did this existence uh, happen? Did it occur or did it exist prior to the Big Bang of our universe that we're in now? Just to give it a reference. I'm getting a thing that kind of says... The the Big Bang's got nothing to do with it. That that was a whole other place. Whole other thing. Okay. All right. And meaning it's another dimension. Yeah. So, you know, people would leave here and go back. So is Simon ever going to go back there? If he wants to. Okay. I mean, visit, hang out. Do you ever go back there to hang out? Yes. Miss A? You do. Are you currently existing in a life form there? No. As we speak, it was a question. You know, sometimes people say yes. Very good. Thank you. What do you, what quality do you represent on his council, on Simon's council? Joe is father. Uh, What's I'm, a word? I'm not really getting anything from her f- for that. It's kind of like she's she's in charge of the whole council, and it's not her job. That's the other council member's job. <laughs> okay, that's allowed. She's in charge. Let me ask you this then, Miss A, and I won't bug you too much, but when you, when we show up at your door, me and Simon and his guide, do you guys all assemble or are you just always existing in this spot or do you show up to have this conversation? It's kind of like we're always there. No matter where we are, we're all, we can always come together, but what when we come together, that's just a small part of us because we can be off doing other things at the same time. Very good. Okay, that makes sense. We're always connected. I've heard this before, that our council members are always tethered to us. Is that an apt description? Yeah, they're always looking over. So what would be... And this is for our general audience, and it also applies to Simon. What's a way for Simon to connect with you? Meditation and music. And would it be a music that he likes or that you like? It's it's him playing music. Okay, literally playing or yeah. Oh, so that puts him in a meditative equipoise that allows him to connect with you. Should he think about the image of your face that he's seeing now? Would that be helpful? That's not needed. Not needed. Okay, but just the thought of you. Yeah, she's she's kind of saying you're, you're getting the wrong idea of who she is and what she does. Well, I'm just saying I'm trying to show or help Simon or people yeah. listening in how to connect to their guides. People ask me all the time. What's a good way? And so you just gave him two obvious ways. Right? Well, you know, ways to work it. Well, meditation and music. Those two. They're great. And I was just asking for a one, two, three. So he's playing the piano or guitar or something. Does he then visualize you or think about you? Or is it, are you automatically connected? Like the switch is on. The, the connection's there all the time. And it's just opening up the, the barrier, the veil. And you have to get into the, the right frame of mind and... You have to change your focus. Because what I do is I play bass guitar. That's my thing. And I've got one right here. I've always got one next to me. (laughs) Oh, do you? You've got got your guitar as well. We'll have to have a jam. Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> this is what I do sometimes is I put on a drum beat just the drums and I sit there and I'll play a bass line and it'll just be a simple one that just goes round and round and round and round you can do it for I don't know 15 minutes and you just kind of get lost in it that's great 
you know, Philip Glass is somebody who who has used repetitive chord changes to put someone in a meditative equipoise. I mean, he comes out of the Buddhist uh, tantric tradition, but his music is related to that. The idea of repetitive sounds put you in a state of sort of being open. Let's put it that way. Um, well, uh, thank you, Miss A. I appreciate that. Is there is there anyone else on the council we should speak with? My question. Who should we talk to next? Who would like to speak to Simon? I'm seeing them all putting their hands up, kind of like they're kids in a classroom. Oh, very good. Miss A, is it all right? We can continue. Let's go to the person that's right next to her. Right, she's left. Oh, she's left. Yeah. She's busy. All right, who's who's left? Who wants to come first, male or female? Female. Okay, about how old? 30-something. Okay, and how, describe her. What does she look like? She's... um. Dark hair, dark skinned as well, and she's got a blue stripe on her toga. And she's uh, okay. something about logic. She represents logic. Represents logic. And what does the blue stripe represent? I'm yeah, blue. Yeah. She's laughing. She's saying middle management. <laughs> That's funny. She's funny. And what's a name we can use to address you, ma'am? Ari. Ari. Nice to meet you, Ari. Simon, Rich, Abby in the back. Yeah. I hope Abby's still here. Um, Ari, can I ask you some questions? Is that okay? Yeah. How's Simon doing? How do you think he's doing? He's doing fine. He's an old soul. Very good. So you've known him quite a bit. Yeah. Have you been with him through all of his lifetimes, or are you a recent person like Joe? Some of them. Some of them. She said she's lived lots of lives with me and she's watched over ah. lots of lives. Excellent. Very good. Well, Ari, do you want to put a lifetime in his mind that we can briefly take a look at? She's, uh, this is a life that I've seen before. This is the one before I did my life between live session. Okay. This, this was a young woman in, I think it was in Germany, who was burnt as a witch. Oi. I'm sorry to hear that, Ari. But let me ask you, before we get into burning witches, which we can get into, um, are you familiar with this work I'm doing? Yes. Yes. She, says, how, she says, I've been watching ahead. Simon. Oh, very good. Of course. And well, I think it's funny because Miss A just wasn't aware of it all and wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't come back and yell at us. Um, so, Ari... She knows sense of humor. Um, how did you? So you become aware of it just watching through Simon. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And what do you think of it? Is this this something people need to hear or participate in or what? You mean the with the podcast? Yeah. Well, or this ex exploration of councils. Yeah, it's important. Why? People will realize that they're not alone. And there are some times when you're having a human life, you can get very depressed, very lonely, and you feel that uh, you've been let down and that you have no backup. There's no one there for you. But you've got to realize that your soul guides are there and your council's there. You've got to find a way to get in touch with them and they, they can help you out. And they're always trying to help you out. Very good. Thank you. Ari, what's a logical way for people to access you or their councils? Logical way for Simon to access you or for others? It's opening your mind and they're saying meditation. Let me ask you, Ari, how many councils do you sit on? Thousands. And how about Joe? How many does he sit on? Three. Three. Okay, very good. Very unusual. And... What would you like to impart to people that are tuning in, that are incredulous, that they're hearing from a guide on the flip side telling them what they should or shouldn't do in their planet? What, I mean, we've heard some really profound things already, but what would be something that you can impart to people? She's saying um, Simon's not sure if he's imagining all this and none of it's real. And that's one of the problems they have. They try and communicate with people and they have these, they try and, produce these signs 
and uh, most of the time people on earth they see the signs but they don't recognize them for what they are and they just ignore them and so for these council members uh, they say it gets frustrating they're trying to communicate and the humans don't pick up on it well all right one way to do that is to make them all read architecture of the afterlife because <laughs> if they did they would hear something like this which is pay attention now Ari, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe something, and I want you to correct me, please. What I've become aware of is that imagination and talking to your counsel come into the same part of the brain, so it has that same feeling of imaginary or being imagined or created, and your your filters in your brain try to dismiss it because that's how we dismiss things that'll harm us or. Hello, if I lost you. Oh, my neighbors are back. That's why their Wi-Fi is on. Is that okay? Yeah. Or maybe it's okay. the, the spirit guides. They thought, no, we, we don't want this carrying on. Well, they're letting us talk about a lot of things, so it's fine. Ari, are you still there? Are you still on the line there, Ari? Yep. Okay, very good. Well, let's ask her. Was that you guys interrupting our signal, or was that just an anomaly on the planet? It's not them. She's laughing. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad we can make you laugh. All right. What are the lottery numbers for this Friday's lottery? 6, 12, 22, 36. And now she's counting her fingers. <laughs> How many does she have? <laughs> One, two, three. Four, Come on, I need a, I need a, whatever, I need a bonus number. She says it doesn't work that way. I know it doesn't. <laughs> I always ask, and I always get a laugh. I appreciate it. Um, so, Ari, we were asking you about imparting wisdom to the planet. What else do you want to tell people? Um, she's saying keep busy. Just be aware that you're not alone and there's always backup for you. Thank you so much. Ari, can you introduce us to the person to your left? Yes, she's saying this is Fred. Fred. Oh. Try to describe Fred to us. Uh, how old? But what's he wearing? He's wearing a toga with a black stripe on it. He's smoking a cigarette. He's looking kind of grizzled, almost like a... A Clint Eastwood scowl on his face. <laughs> and uh, about what age? 65. 65. And Fred, can we ask you some questions? Is that okay? Yeah. All right, very good. How do you think Simon's doing? Uh, he's doing fine. That's no surprise. Very good. What brand of cigarette are you smoking? Marlboro. Marlboro. The real ones, uh, he says. There's no filter in them. <laughs> so have you had a lifetime on the planet with Simon? Yes, briefly. And where did you pick up Marlboros? Was it on your previous lifetime, or is it just something that you've picked up? California in the early 60s. Oh. Are you aware of what I'm doing, or me? No, not really. Okay, very good. Uh, where did you live in California in the 60s, if you don't mind me asking? San Diego. Oh, cool. What were you doing down there? Business. Business, okay. And was it a happy life? Did you have a successful journey? It's a, yeah, he says there was a lot of trouble. He says he got mixed up with the wrong people. Huh. And let me ask you, what quality do you represent on Simon's council? Pain. Pain. And he's saying, okay. look, I got the black stripe. He, he seems a bit moody. So the question for uh, Fred is, what quality do you represent? What did you say? Pain. Pain. Okay. <laughs> and what stripe are you wearing? A black stripe? Is black, that yeah. Does that represent pain? Yeah. And what kind of pain? Physical, emotional, what? Emotional. Oh, 
Now, let me ask you this, Fred. It's, you're, an, it's an, you're an unusual cat to be on a council. I mean, I don't think I've ever met anybody who represented pain or something that we would normally, quote unquote, consider negative. And I know it's not a negative thing. It's just an emotion. But what do you, how did you get this gig? How did you, uh, you know, did, did you choose to be on this council and did Miss A invite you in or how did this work? They asked me in. I go to they a lot. Of, I go to a lot of councils, but I don't stay very long. <laughs> How many councils do you work on? It's been thousands. Ah, so that's interesting. And and you you represent. Talk to us about pain. What is it? What is pain? He's saying there's all sorts of pain, emotional pain. Sometimes we don't even know that it's creeping up on us. Sometimes it's very sudden. He says he's had lots of lives where he's experienced all these things, so he knows what he's talking about. And how do you function with the other members of the council? Do you, I mean, how do you, are you helping people with their pain or are you inflicting pain? Processing pain. Processing pain, thank the, you. The other just... members of the council are grateful that I'm here, but they don't want to spend much time with me. <laughs> All right, now this is an unusual conundrum, Fred, which is, is this is your choice. Is that correct? Yeah. To teach this yeah. process. And you've experienced it many, many lifetimes and, and for many, many different councils. But there must be a positive outcome from this. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. He's saying pain is sometimes the most, um, the quickest way to learn a lesson. That'll, uh, you, that'll really teach you something. Well, let's thank everybody. Let's thank Abby for allowing this chat to happen. Yeah. Uh, let's talk, let's thank your counsel for being amused. <laughs> and Fred for not inflicting any pain on any of us. Well, yeah. we're very good. All right. What else do you want to talk about, my friend? Anything else you want to visit or see? I think we've run out of time, haven't we? Let's just. Oh my God, we've gone way beyond time. Uh, let's just talk about your book just quickly. It's Architecture of the Afterlife. And yeah. it's just full of transcripts of uh, regression sessions and you communicating just like you have done in this podcast. Yeah. Fun though, huh? Yeah. Well, all I can say is, Simon, thank you for allowing yourself to just go wherever the boat went, wherever the sail went. I, you know, it's hard to say this without it sounding silly, but don't take any of it too seriously. Allow that you're only allowed to see or hear what it is you're supposed to hear. And the only things that you're allowed to see or hear are things that are uh, ennobling and make you feel better about your journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. They're, 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 it's like the soul group is showing me what I need to see. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and your council as well. I think it's fascinating that the last trip to the council, they were like, get out of here, go. And this one, they were very welcoming and fun. And hilarious and allowing. And Abby is like totally with you at all times as the Joker, as as all these different guys. And now you have a visual of these people. And so you can access them at any time that it might not have to do with our journey on the planet, that we may just march through the planet, enjoying our life, eating, you know, popcorn and pizza. That's fine. That's our journey. Um, but some people need to connect to their guides and need to connect to their council. And that's why we're showing that you don't need hypnosis. You don't need uh, a medium. You can access your guides just by asking for their help to intercede. Yeah, I've heard that before. And it's funny because uh, it just, it felt like it was my imagination, but at the same time, I was just letting the, the voice come through, all the words come through and just telling you exactly what was just, I wasn't trying to analyze it. Just tell you what I was coming into my head. Well, I would only offer, compare it, what you heard today, with what you're going to read in our Architecture of the Afterlife. 
you will see similar accounts from people you've never met, you've never heard of before, and you've never read these accounts. So when they say the identical things, you know, that you just experienced, you'll see like, oh, I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Many people have. They all feel that same way. I must be making this up, but I think that's because it comes into the brain in that particular fashion. The same way. Okay. All right, well, we should probably wrap it up because yeah. obviously people in my building are using the Wi-Fi. Thanks again, Simon. Thanks And a lot. thanks for letting me... Thanks for letting me visit all your council members. Very unusual. That's fantastic. Thanks for all your time. All right, mate. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. So there it is, a conversation with Richard Martini and some interesting souls in a council of elders. If you have a view on this, please put a comment in the Facebook group, and if you're not already a member, you'd be very welcome to join. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave a review? Also, I am on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to find me, the Twitter name is at Simon G. Bown. And if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or via your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes. And thanks for listening. <laughs>